0: So some people have heard the term price anchoring, not everyone knows what it is. And I really like your example of it, right? That it's from the largest to the smallest. So what's the biggest mistake you see people doing in implementing price anchoring wrong?
1: I'm so glad you said that. I just can't believe when people, they do it. I mean, like the idea of anchoring is you anchor on the big number. So present the big number first, but you know what? We're all used to counting from one to three. So we all as humans just kind of tend to show the small number first. Plus we all we're all looking we don't want to get in trouble, right? So when I present a number to a client, I'm gonna give you the one I'm the least confident about last. And I certainly you'll buy the cheap one. Like a deer in the headlights or gum in your hair. What got you here will
0: not get you there. Join us as business owners get unstuck in real time
1: on the business building struggles we all share. Welcome to the Business Breakthrough Podcast, and here's your host, Esty Rand.
0: Welcome back to the Business Breakthrough Podcast. I have Sean Doyle with me, and I checked. It is now pronounced seen. It's pronounced Sean, just because the English language is fun. So, Sean, welcome to the show.
1: Good morning, Esti. <laughs> you
0: know, I get Etsy a lot, actually, where people don't see my name spelled out and I just verbally introduce myself. What's it, Etsy? Yeah. Etsy? No, like okay. Estee Lauder, okay? Not like the web marketplace. Like if you're going to pick something, you know?
1: Esti. Uh, good morning, Esti. Thank good day. You. Good afternoon. I don't even know what time it is. Good
0: afternoon. Good evening. Hi. And good night, Jim Carrey. <laughs> Perfect. Best movie, one of the best movies of all time. Um, what was it called? What was that movie called? Truman Show. Thank you. It was I was like in the tip of my head.
1: Seaside, Florida, which is about four hours south of me. I live in Birmingham, and it's a beautiful little place to go visit.
0: Cool. Um, so, wait, let me tell everyone who you are. So, guys, Sean is principal at FitzMartin Inc., a leading consultancy focused on sales, marketing, and management, sales and marketing technology services, and revenue operations. Buzzword, 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 more buzzwords, the end. Uh, Sean and his team at FitzMartin are focused on buzzword through buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. Their buzzwords are long term wow. value creation, sales first, scientific approach, and driving revenue. Uh,
1: so- this is, a tough, this is a tough, show.
0: <laughs> Over a twenty-five-plus year career and more than five thousand client engagements, Sean has amassed unmatched oh, buzzword, 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 buzzword—unmatched <laughs> expertise in helping B two B companies sell more to their most profitable customers.
1: <laughs> All right, do I get Are to read? read do I get to inter- read your buzz- intro? <laughs> No. Nope. Oh, <laughs> uh, person with the mic wins. Okay, only on
0: your podcast. That's what I say. Never, no. Um, was it what was My mentor said, "Never fight with someone who buys ink by the barrel." Right? Like, mm-hmm. never fight with the. Good.
1: Very good quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good quote. Never uh, fight with someone who buys ink by. Benjamin the Franklin, actually. Really. hmm
0: Ah, that's where he got it from.
1: Benjamin Franklin remember. was a publisher. That was where he got started.
0: Really. Yeah, I don't think I knew that.
1: We can talk about the the Reformation in America and Benjamin Franklin and George Whitfield and what the front cover of the Philadelphia paper looked like, where he would print opposing points of view.
0: What I don't know anything about this. History is not my like biggest fun topic, so I don't. I I love the lessons, but I'm not great at remembering the details of the lessons. Like I'm better with like the no. quotes and the lessons and the internalization of it, and then I'm like. How we got there doesn't matter to me as much, but that it does.
1: Oh, it's this really interesting cultural time in, in America and okay. uh, people, the, the common person couldn't afford uh, the newspaper. That was something only the wealthy could buy. Wow. And, uh, and they were
0: like 10 cents.
1: Yeah, right. And then Ben Franklin invented this idea of basically we would call it a fly sheet or a sales sheet or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and using this really modern technology, the printing press, you mm-hmm. uh, would give these summaries and things to kind of tease people to come by. Anyway, so just a really interesting history of sales and marketing. Nothing has really changed. Nothing, has changed.
0: Nothing has changed. Pixels
1: instead of printing, right?
0: Yeah. And that's part of like, when I teach and I'm sure as you as well, like the world keeps changing, but the foundational principles don't change. Like someone's Amen. like, how did you figure out social media? It's like, cause these the same marketing principles for everything else. It's the, the foundational, the frameworks and the principles don't change just the applications, the methods, the tactics. But when you understand how the thing works, you can apply it anywhere. So how did you get into this? You mentioned before that, like you and a friend started this a while ago and that's where the Fitzmartin comes from. Um uh, <laughs> thought to?
1: I was she thought I was 27 until I admitted my business was 30 years old so the math. <laughs> she's pretty sharp with math. Um yeah, when we started, you know, we were a design shop or and there's 40,000 of them in America and really quickly through Fast forwarding through the years, we discovered what we were great at was strategy. And then we discovered what we were great when the whole world changed and technology came around, came about maybe a decade ago. We so I wonder what
0: kind of design hmm. shop you were doing oh, with like Graphic figures?
1: design. Yeah, we would do. So you were doing graphic
0: design before everyone was a graphic designer. Before, I wonder what that yeah. was like. What did it mean oh, to do graphic it was design 40 fabi- years ago?
1: Okay. So if I'm going to be honest, it was fabulous because we could old, these mysterious processes, uh, like typesetting, like nobody thinks about typesetting anymore. I, in my internship right out of college, uh, I I worked at a type house and, and writers used to like write things, we'd call them galleys, and they'd send these galleys to a type shop who would print the typeface. And and the setting the way they wanted it, and the scale and the size, and then they'd send it back to the agency, and the agency would mark it up using all these cryptic uh, marks, and then they'd change it and adjust it, and then the client could not look at it and say, I want to tweak that, I want to change this word, I want to do, you know, it was this process. was this
0: not on a computer, Uh like...
1: Oh no, I like actually started, I know. Professor.
0: You're not like sticking metal letters into a slider. I like
1: Where It was old. just <laughs> after that. So, but the computer, <laughs> the only people that could order co- or own these computers were these type houses. So uh, there was a Linotype was a, a big machine that you literally, okay, so my first job, I did typesetting and you would sit in the Linotype machine. Like literally you would like, sit, physically. It,
0: it was like a room.
1: Yeah, well, it was like a school desk kind of thing. Okay. And you would take these optical disks that had the typeface, you know, Times, New Roman, and, and it would be the size you'd wanted it, and you'd put it in the machine, and as you worked the computer, it would... Project through to a piece of paper. And I'm feeling really old right now, Bestie. I'm um, feeling
0: fascinated. <laughs> my, my mom, I remember when she told me about her early computer days with like the punch cards. And I was yeah. just like, whoa. You know, and then when I was in elementary school, like they taught us Q Basic. And now my kids are learning coding. Right. You
1: know? Sure. Okay. How old are you? No, 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 no don't answer that question. 27. Um, 27. We already agreed on that. Um, <laughs> I thought we agreed I was twenty-seven. Um, yeah, you were thirty-five. I
0: was twenty-seven. Yeah.
1: So the beautiful thing about um, of having that experience is is actually something that's not often seen. Only the people that care about craft. And it's interesting in this day where uh, you joked that your name gets confused with Etsy. That's this kind of craft, artist, designer driven thing. Mm -hmm. This advertising and marketing world used to be very craft driven, very artist driven. And we would learn how to literally how to set two letters together to be beautiful. And that That's gone. Super cool. It's just gone, yeah. And it's uh, the the rule of thumb in typesetting was uh, it should be like a handshake. If it's too loose, it's awkward. And if it's too tight, it hurts. And you should just letters should nest with each other just comfortably. So it was just a really interesting time to see that. And you know, fast forward now, we're doing as a business, we're working with business owners, helping them break through the barriers to growth that they're experiencing. We're doing it digitally. We're working with sales forces. We're, uh, you know, I just spent the whole week with uh, one of my client's sales teams. And we're, um, you know, just driving down into the the details. And it's still interesting. It's just different. It's not an art as much as it is. you know, this experience of learning how people communicate with other people. And ultimately the the aha moment and the reason we are so confident and are able to engender change in our clients' businesses is we root everything, not in art, but in science. So we're looking at cognitive marketing and that's the idea of behavioral science applied to the process of selling and marketing.
0: So we have this, you you mentioned,
1: yeah, you mentioned this framework and I'll give a really simple example. So your, your listeners, um, like rule number one, this is just a great rule is if you think about advertising or you think about marketing as a logo, as, as an ad, that's true. But as you're, as somebody comes. You're going to hit
0: one of my biggest rants that everybody knows (laughs) that you don't know because you don't listen to the show. Logo is not branding, ads are not marketing.
1: You don't know if I listen to this show or You're not, right, I I Presumptuous,
0: but it's not possible that you do and could say that because this is like what I was, almost a weekly rant of mine. And it's been one uh-huh. of my rants since I started my business.
1: Well, good. Let me give the rant.
0: <laughs> of the externals versus the internal, the logos uh-huh. representation of your brand. The ad is just a tool in your marketing and it's a not even the biggest tool.
1: It's not. At it's all. not. That's why, you know, if you want to know what one of my rants is. It's when I see an ad on TV where GoDaddy or Wix or one of those companies—they show the the person who's sitting in their room and they have the idea and they build a website fast and cheap and and it's and then they're business it's is working it's amazing it's their just fault. Like, See, i don't BS. watch television
0: i'm wondering who is perpetuating this it's their fault
1: it's the marketers right we lie yeah. no and it's, oh. it's all
0: the blind leading the blind and nobody knows but it's yeah no it's totally their fault well the though, going is, GoDaddy <laughs> this going to go daddy and wicks
1: this site yeah i hope they're not sponsors you just lost them if they are um <laughs> the uh, the science is really interesting it's it's the actual science is the transtheoretical theorem of behavioral change i would i would tell any listener to go purchase changing for good and the front of that book is all about how humans change and 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 the process of marketing and selling is change right so i am buying a product or a service from somebody and I want them to, somebody wants me to buy from somebody else, right? I'm buying from company A, company B wants me to buy from them instead of company A. And that's that in essence is capitalism, right? It's the act and the art of communication so that I will change behavior.
0: Right, well that's so this, only in the competitive marketplace. I- Or if you're not buying this thing at all, and we want to change your behavior to yes, buy it. Or you're solving this problem in a totally different way. We want you to solve it this way. But either way, we're changing your perceptions in order to change behavior.
1: Or we want people to not change behavior. Customer success is a hot buzzword since you're right.
0: We want you to keep buying this thing. Don't go anywhere else. Right. So the science,
1: the science is really interesting. It informs that after people have, have established a behavior. 80% 80% of them will at some time evaluate that. So think about that. 80% of your customers are evaluating whether they want to continue buying from you or not. And it's not that you did anything right or wrong, it's just human nature. The yeah. other interesting stat is earlier when they go when when we're going through a process of buying something, we will use this amazing thing the internet and we will explore and Disruption happens, so Este's convinced me to come to to her um, flagship marketing magic group and buzzword, buzzword. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, um, the, you know, I'm gonna, I, I'm so interested in in what you're doing, and I'm buying into the vision you're giving me. But what do I do? I go look and see what else is out there. Right. I'm go- it's just natural to do that. It's wise to do that, actually. So there is, uh, there's a lot to understanding human behavior, and that is fascinating. And this matters at home. It matters with a significant other. It matters at work. It matters in marketing. So uh, tip number one is awareness is not advertising. Awareness is not marketing. Marketing considers the entire journey from being unaware that something exists or a better way to do something exists, all the way through to you guys have to use saint she's got something unique. Her product is great, her service is great, her insights are amazing, and her energy is high. <laughs> and it's fun. We'll just have fun that with is, it. So.
0: That is a first sure. But you know, I mean, you
1: want customers saying that kind of stuff, not right. prompted by you, not paid because you're going to give them a $10 Starbucks gift card, another pet peeve. Let's do a show on pet peeves, Estee. By the uh, way, another- no,
0: that's not a joke. Just guys preview. Um, and Sean will be one of my early guests. We are going to be retiring this show very soon and launching a new one. Um, oh, awesome. because I've been doing this show for three and a half years, and the new one is essentially just the rants. That's like it's it. rants. It's going to be called, I'm not telling you yet. Stay tuned. Um, but it's going to be much shorter episodes, like 15, 20 minutes, like and just the rant parts, just the fun parts. Because, like, yeah, the stories are fun and yeah, like the struggles. But, like, you know what? Like, after three and a half years, I like, I know them all. I'm going <laughs> I just, with. I just want to rant. I just I'm want
1: going to talk about you. the rants i'm going with the rands
0: rants <laughs> i'm also going to be changing my name we're changing everything we're changing wow. everything. i know this is like preview to the audience i haven't i've been underground other than this podcast as my listeners might know i've been off socials for about a year and a half
1: Isn't it I've great? Been
0: completely underground we're going through massive butterfly phoenix transformational whatever and we're going to be coming out as like a butterfly phoenix
1: <laughs> can't wait to see it can't wait to see so, it.
0: New name, new show, new brand, new products, new company, actually, like all new, everything still serving the same people and still Great. serving them with um, the same purpose, but different methodologies, more accessible.
1: Well, I'm honored to be uh, the last guest on something you're going to kill. Thank you.
0: I have a last guest, just <laughs> one of the ending. <laughs> One, one, one of the later.
1: Well, yes. just right before the, if the phoenix rises. So that's exciting, ST. What? So you mentioned frameworks. I'm going to toss a question at you. Is this how this works? I get to ask you questions?
0: You can do whatever what, you want.
1: <laughs> what and framework? I can,
0: decide, I can decide what I want to answer.
1: That's fair. You still have the microphone. Okay. Um, As do you. What? Um, but yeah,
0: I but have the pause. I also have the pause and the record and the stop button.
1: And the editor. Uh, and the editor. And the editor. Um, you have all authority, let's say it that way. So frameworks, I say behavioral science should be the framework that you make all science or all sales and marketing decisions on what, what frameworks are you seeing that, that your clients, the So the framework that I
0: use is one that I built and it's a framework that intertwines branding, marketing, and sales, because to me, what everyone calls marketing is branding, marketing, and sales. People just don't differentiate and they don't know and so what actually is marketing is kind of a third of that right it's kind of the middle piece and if your quote-unquote marketing isn't working it's because one of these three is incomplete or misaligned and it's not enough to have quote-unquote marketing which most people think is an ad social media website or all three or any combination thereof and that's pretty much as far as you know the uninitiated go Um, you need to have a brand you need to have, and what your brand is, is not a logo. And you need to have a sales path to follow that marketing. Cause the purpose of the marketing is to get the attention, to get the attention for the thing people want to buy, but you have to have a flow that you put them through to purchase. So to me, marketing is everything that you do to create and communicate value to your target client or customer to convince them to buy It is four C's. That's what I call marketing in today's world, because it's, it's what it's become. It's not what it's been. Right. What it's been is we had these segmented things. You big companies hired a branding agency and they built a brand that maybe they revisited it every five, 10, 20, 30, 50 years. Right. And then they had marketing departments and sometimes they hired external marketing agencies to mm-hmm. build campaigns to get attention. And mm-hmm. then they had sales teams to call people, customer service, to follow up direct sales. And that was business, but that is not business and marketing today at all.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so great. So two things that that make me think of uh, of what you just said uh, that stirred this up. So one, go back to the history when I was a dinosaur, you know, a million years ago, typesetting and the the way two letters related, you know, that is branding is the one time businesses care about some of the historic craft art. Like what's the exact color? What's the exact typeface? How should those two two letters nurture and nestle together. It is like this little tiny remnant of the days when your marketing stuff was created by craftspeople. So it's kind of a fun little reference but and, and a lot of people do it bad and cheap um, but it's yeah. the I would, I would say that a, a good brand is great to invest in and it is the um, probably the one thing that's overestimated the impact because there's some really terrible, Brand names or brand logos that exist, but all but of they're... this is
0: just the the representation. That's not that's brand. right. Yeah, that's you're your right. representation. Your name, your logo, your tagline, your colors, your brand guide. Yep. None of that is your brand.
1: Okay, you 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 want to have some fun with this, Esty. Uh, we wrote a paper on brands, mm-hmm. and trying to emphasize the idea that branding is the the business where it's the relationship you have with company or with an organization. And a, the easiest demonstration, while it's offensive to some, the easiest demonstration of that is the swastika. So you just immediately had a very negative feeling when I said the word swastika. But if you had interacted with the swastika a hundred years before Nazi Germany, it would have been the same as the Christian church because the the, the Nazis took that symbol from the christian church and corrupted it to be their symbol
0: well so how it was fascinating church is that symbol? i did not know that
1: that what yeah was that, it,
0: in the it was a
1: representation of a cross i mean it was really? just a, yeah but you see i mean like we don't even know that we just have this i didn't binding... i thought it was
0: created for the nazi
1: socialist right. party i didn't no, know it's, that. No, if you go in in churches in europe that are old enough you'll see swastikas and it's not because they were nazi churches uh, it was so a historically, yeah. So, but the point there is that our feeling, the way we feel about those things is so different, right? That, that we all have this imbued meaning. It's because of our interaction. So I think
0: that's the result of a brand. So I'll tell you my, my interpretation. The, your brand, that's the uniqueness that you bring to the table for your people and how that connects to them. Now, how they then feel about you is how good of a job you did with your brand. Right. It's the result of your brand. But you you are meant to strategically choose your people, choose the problem that you solve or, or identify it, and then guide your messaging based on that. That's your brand. How people then feel about you is the result of your brand what be, is what becomes known as your brand.
1: Right. But to I'll, build a I'll brand,
0: strategically create that. I'll agree
1: with you on the I'll agree with you contingent on the definition of brand then being the actual products, the actual service, the customer service delivery. So that to me
0: is the marketing. So I spent years and I I legit did this because when I first started, I've been doing this for 12 years. And I started talking more and more about marketing and I was trying to explain to my clients because it was, I couldn't understand it in my head, but I couldn't articulate it. I was trying to find like, you know, a visual or an analogy. How do you explain how branding and marketing work? Like, how do I explain them the difference? And to me, I got this idea of a flower, right? The brand is the seed. It's underground, right? And the branding elements and your USP and your vision, mission, all that, like archetype, that's your roots, right? It deepens the brand, deepens your understanding of it. It flushes it out. Um, Logo, tagline, colors, all of that. Business name, those are leaves. They're part of the brand. They're like right above the ground. The marketing is the flower, your product, your price, your positioning, how you um, promote. All of that is the flower that shines its face to the sunlight. And Mm so as you go in front of your people, that's your marketing. And that influences your brand. It feeds the seed. It feeds the ground. And that brand then gets stronger. And then it influences your marketing. But they're not the same. Your offer is not your brand. Your offer is part of your marketing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I'll agree with most of that.
0: that, that that's it Doesn't my matter
1: opinion. if I agree or not. but um,
0: um you no, know what? that's a great I, philosophy. Yes, and right. You see, like, I
1: think I sim- I think I just simplify the word brand, right? Like mm-hmm. the brand is the uh, the o and the K burned on the flesh of the cow.
0: Yes, that's how I teach it. Like that's where you, it's a branding of the cattle. What it's matters symbol, is what that right? means to people and what it means to people is based on who you are. Yes. What you bring to the table, a hundred percent, and then how you behave and how they interact with you, and what they buy from you, and what they pay for it, and how you come in front of them, and where you are in the marketplace, starts to translate what that means even more to them.
1: Which is the argument that Stephen Jobs had with Apple, right? Marketing should be at the core of the company, not the things we can build. Not the stuff we sell. To me, that is the marketing. The that things, is so marketing, things you sell
0: product. is part of your marketing. Your product is part of your marketing strategy. It's the old school. When I was in school, a little, a little, you know, around the same time as you. okay? Um, but when I was in school, they taught this like four-part marketing mix, right? Which is just product, price, right, place, promotion. Right, yeah. yeah. So it was taught your product and your price is your marketing. When I teach marketing strategy, it's 90% of a business plan. All you need, again, a first-service business, it's sometimes 98%, right? Because you're the only staff in operations. Yep. Yep. So, And otherwise, you just need some staff operations, basic financial management, and tracking systems, and you're done. That's your business. Yeah. Because right. <clears> this is your marketing. And if you've separated product development, and this is where the big companies are are really struggling now in this new world, they're too segmented right? They have product development, and they have marketing, and they have sales, and they don't talk to each other, and they're siloed. And then they spend millions and billions of dollars globally on experts trying to piece these departments back together.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's that makes a ton of sense. What you know, what um, what I'm thinking through is the idea of why do so many businesses exist? And it's because I can do something or I can make something or I can sell something right. Mm -hmm. And that's me focused. And the successful business pivots and goes out and they look at a customer and they they've, they've managed that pivot in the point of view.
0: Right. Well, the best businesses don't start because I can sell something. The best businesses start because I can solve a problem for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Think for you. I can sell something to you. I have something for you. I have value for you. Businesses that struggle the most out the door, are the ones that are like, well, I could do this. Great. Does anyone need that? I don't know, but I can do it. All right. So you have a hobby. You can do it, but we don't know if anyone's going to pay you for it yet.
1: <laughs> right. And that's, yeah, that's interesting. Like what's the difference between a hobby and uh, and a business? That's probably one, you know, and I think there's uh, uh, culturally appropriate for this time where mm-hmm. everybody's the great exodus, the great quit, everybody's going home. Yeah. I heard the, I think the
0: great resignation. I'm like, the great yeah, resignation. I love it.
1: Yeah, and it's like you a lot of people are gonna discover that they can make money at their hobby a little bit, but is it the lifestyle they want? Is it gonna achieve their human and Can they personal stabilize world? it and
0: make it an actual business? That's and my world. This business. is that's my passion. My passion is taking the, the business hobbyists professionalizing them, making them profitable, stable, real businesses, yep. and even business owners who still operate as hobbyists.
1: <laughs> and I think you can, I mean, there are people that can make a successful living with craft and and thinking and kind of, well, I've got the ability to do that and that's fine and yeah. enjoy it. And you could be a one person business for, I mean, you can. almost 80% of all the small businesses in America are one person businesses. Only about five, 6 million grow to be that 10 FTE size, right? That full time employee. Um, so that's a that's an important data point, right? I like these. So, Where do you
0: get these data points from? These are fun.
1: You get them from my free website. No, 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 I'm sorry. That. that was a pitch. Um, I accept that, so. that. data really came from the um, United States Business Profile and the SBA. Uh, the Office of Advocacy produces these results and these numbers. And I will offer to SDT your listeners if they want to see this data, just uh, shoot me an email, it's Business Barriers to Growth is the name of the, the document. And okay. We've just done, we've worked with so many people and they've the, so many people hit these barriers, right? There's these natural barriers in business. The first barrier is growing from one person to larger than that. The second barrier, that's six million business size, they never get past 10 employees. Then there's a whole, there's about a million businesses that get up into the above that and but they get stuck at 25 employees so there's barriers to growth that are very natural and those barriers are leadership infrastructure business focus and my focus is sales and marketing right your focus is there and So, so many... i want to know
0: the difference because my mm-hmm. zone of genius is the micro businesses it's the freelancers the solo printers up to like the 20 Thirty-person companies, and I've worked with companies that have 700 employees. I work with companies that have over a thousand employees, and I'll do like little things for them, right? I'll do like some branding or some alignment work or just pinpointing different things they're missing. But my favorite is getting people from that, like, you know, one to two, right? You've got something, you've right. got an idea, you you want to do this, you dabbled with it, but you don't know how to make it a real thing. Um, but it sounds like you take that next level what's the difference from the early stage marketing, which is my zone of genius, to when you're trying to scale 50 people plus. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for part two, going live Thursday. And of course, subscribe, you do not wanna miss this. You've been listening to the Business Breakthrough Podcast with S.D. Rand. If you're looking for a breakthrough in your business, reach out at sdrand.com slash breakthrough to be a guest on the show. Everyone's got a business struggle. What's yours?